Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Dishyaltic Fusion Thursday Night Hangout. Thursday night, a.k.a. the last day in June. Uh, yes, we, we discussed this uh, in de- great detail with my youngest son just before the show. I did not know until I heard him earlier. He is a fountain of useful knowledge. Of course, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the Plifford Comer himself, Zillios! It's good to, good to see you good people on the inner tubes. Yes, yes, the yes. The zeros coming out the other side. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, super duper uh, amazing travelers of the ones and zeros. Um, you may have noticed that we didn't have a show last week. Uh, that was because I was out of the country, but I am back, baby. You're back in the saddle again. Yeah, it's a good song by the by Aerosmith, by the way. Anyways, uh, so uh, this is the Thursday Night Hangout. It's a weekly live show where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you during the show. If you haven't submitted your topic, question, etc., have no fear. All you got to do is drop it in the chat. We'll add it to the list of topics that we'll go over during the show. If we unfortunately do run out of time, we will add it to the very next show. So without further ado, I do want to point out that Zelius is wearing an amazing shirt. It is... A shirt from Disney World's Music for Final Fantasy, which was in Atlanta this past weekend, Friday and Saturday. Phenomenal music. Amazing. 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 So, question for you, sir. Yes, sir. I wonder if they did the same finale at both shows. There's only one finale that you could do, okay? I mean... I figured when it came on, like, of course, because they hadn't played it yet, but I'm assuming you heard no, what we mean. No, okay, so here's here's the thing. My wife is, you know, she's not a gamer nerd, but she know she knows that, well, we've, first of all, we've done Distant Worlds uh, uh, like five years ago, so this is the, our second time around, no. and she knew how excited everybody got when a certain song got on there, and that, of course, is One Winged Angel. And uh, and Julie and my wife started looking around when when they're like, okay, that's it. And Julie and my wife was like, uh, wait a minute. And yeah. then they come back on, they change the lighting, and they do one wing angle. She's like, okay, <laughs> now we can go home. Yeah, it was it was pretty epic. Uh, there was some Final Fantasy um, sixteen hype, uh, mainly coming from the conductors, like just. Give it to us already. And also give us the second chapter or the second piece of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, the conductor didn't say anything about 16 at ours. He did talk about Final Fantasy VII. Oh, my God. He is. He was nerding out. <laughs> he's like, I love this song. This is my favorite thing. Um, it was obvious that he's a fan of the... Like, obviously, he's got musician chops by yes. the fact being the conductor. But it's yes. obvious from the way he talked. That is also a fan of the series in general. He yes. wasn't just, you know, obviously it's a job, but he wasn't doing it just as a musician thing. He was doing it because he actually has passion and love for the series, which I thought was pretty cool. It kind of added an extra dimension to a series you don't always see. Now, I, I will I will fully admit that when I did see it, I do not know the names of all the songs. But the, the like, like, 80% of the crowd, every single time he named one of the songs, I was going, oh my God, amazing! Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> and uh, I, my my mom and her husband uh, <laughs> went with us. I was like, oh, this is going to be an interesting uh, uh, situation here. Yeah. All right. Even if you're not a video game fan, though, like it's still phenomenal. Oh, it's phenomenal music. music yeah. Regardless. I mean, that's what makes it so good is just, the musicianship in the com- the compositions behind the actual games are so good. Obamatsu was amazing. I mean, is amazing. Yes, he's not dead. Um, and then, of course, you know they they have sprinkled in uh, the other Final Fantasy composers as well. But yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyways, let's jump into the show and let's let's do uh, the first bit of news that's got people talking. And that, of course, is that Riot Games has come out and said that they are going to start monitoring voice chat to combat toxicity. Now, as you can uh, imagine, there 
it's a mixed bag here. You've got gamers going, it's about time you really ramp up, you know, try to take care of this toxicity. You got a lot of people going, invasion of privacy, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, false positives. Uh, so Riot Games has come out a little bit further and, and stated that uh, starting July 13th in North, Two weeks from now. in North America only, they will be recording English voice chat. That's a whole fuck ton of data. So this is um, basically it will only listen to the voice chat and English speaking users. And for all those gamers out there going, oh, my God, it's going to steal my identity. Uh, the developer has stated that even if a player or basically what they're looking for is, um, you know, basically the language that they're using in the game. Okay. They're not going to try, they're not looking for your credit card numbers or anything like that. Uh, but, uh, also even if a player is found to be disruptive, they will not immediately get banned. Cause that's, that's another thing is that, you know, with the false positives, a lot of people are like, you know, maybe, maybe I've got lingo that I use with my gamer friends. But yes, Clark, don't trust the man. Which is very true. Uh, and, and it's even truer after what's happened over the past week. Don't trust man. Um, but, uh, but I mean, there, there's a system in place to correct any false positives or negative results during the detection system. Cecilius thoughts. I mean, it's, if it's the end game voice chat system, mm -hmm. fundamentally, it's no different than the text chat system. I know it's a different medium. True. And people have a different expectation. And I think part of that is, is because, you know, I think about our generation, if you did voice chat, you had to go through a third party service like Ventrilo or Discord. Yep. Um, where, and I think there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance where if you're doing the first party, in this case, write games, voice chat within the game, you almost don't think of it as a built-in Riot Games tool. It's like this is separate thing that's like not actually part of it. It's like almost like you're using Discord and not the built-in Riot Games. I think it's how people think about it. Uh, but fundamentally, I mean, it's Riot Games' property. And guess what? They are within their rights to monitor it. And it's strictly just for basically people being, you know, douchebags um, over voice chat, then it's no different than voice. It's no different than text chat really is what it comes down to for me. Um, Cause it's that in-game chat. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if it's going to help anything, um, but sure. Why not? Um, I mean, my experience is always toxicity when in games at least of my experience was always through text chat, rarely voice chat. You would occasionally have douchebags over voice chat. Um, but for the most part, it was always over text chat, even in games I had built in voice chat. At least that's kind of what I always found. Um, it's really like text pat where people started kind of going off the rails. Uh, well, it starts but, with text and then goes with voice. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I, I'll be completely frank with you. If you find, if for some reason I am playing an online game, which is very rare, but if I'm playing a competitive online game, you will never hear me talk because I don't do voice chat. Um, I, just, I would use it. I used it because it did help in competitive games as far as strategizing and that stuff. Um, I think, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, it's probably different though because I'm a guy. And I think it's also much... I don't think it just is much easier for a person with a very male sounding voice to be able to talk on voice chat because uh, you hear the stories of basically a female who uses voice chat and all of a sudden they're getting all kinds of sketchy messages Yes, um, based on the fact that they have a female voice alone. That's it. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I knew that was coming. Sorry, uh, in the chat, uh, there was a uh, there was um, 
uh, a, a comment that uh, basically stated that uh, we should be putting all of our energy towards combating men taking women's rights away in North America. Uh, unfortunately, or uh, in this case, Riot Games is actually owned by Tencent, which is a Chinese company. So they, um, Riot Games, what is from the U.S. Uh, and I believe it would. I'm guessing that it's easier to pull voice data from English than it would be in other languages. I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm just pulling shit out of my hat at that point. Um, uh, uh, Clark uh, asked, uh, did Riot Games uh, take care of those allegations with the sexual harassment charges for previous female employees? Um, and I put this in chat and I do want to put this in video for those who are going to be listening to this on the podcast. Um, I think in a previous episode of the Thursday night hangout, we talked about this. They actually did. There was a much better payout still probably not enough, but there was a much better payout than what Activision blizzard bullshit, uh, happened. Um, but speaking of that, uh, Activision blizzard, I do want to give some news that has at least me enraged, and I'm sure quite a few other individuals uh, enraged as well, and that is Bobby Kotick, the CEO of Activision Blizzard, the guy who knew about all the crazy, you know, hiring tactics and and sexual harassment and and um, pay scale issues. Uh, yeah, he was uh, successfully reelected as the cup uh, uh, as the CEO by the board of directors. Uh, at their shareholders meeting on June 21st. So nine days ago, with all this shit still floating around, he because they still see the good numbers, they want to keep him. It comes down to if you uh, make a profit for the company, they will do anything uh, to keep you employed. I mean, just look at, uh, I know I'm totally going off on a tangent here, but just look at the NFL to Sean Watson. Where, you know, think of any other profession, if you're not basically, you know, in this case, the head honcho, you would be fired tomorrow. Um, but if you're a big name, you're going to lead your team or your company, whoever it is, to victory. As Clark puts it, profits over everything. And that's absolutely true. Is If you're someone who makes money, um, be it through, you know, shareholders, selling games, winning football games, throwing football, whatever it is. If you're able to do that really well at a top level, you're not just some lowly peon who actually doesn't matter to the bottom line. Uh, that company will do anything in their power to keep you at the top uh, because you make the almighty dollar for, you know, the 1% basically. Now I do, I mean, you know, of course, the to, to go on the NFL thing real quick, uh, I do want to point out that the NFL is asking for an indefinite suspension suspension, which well, is see, the story's changed like eight times in the last like two weeks. It feels like it's to, like every day. Yesterday like they asked for story. an indefinite suspicion suspension. And there is a, uh, there is a judge who's going to review several of the, uh, allegations, not all of them. That's why the grand jury passed over because a lot of them, there was like, uh, conflicting information, but, uh, the rule of thumb is in the past, it has been per successful sexual harassment charge. It was six game suspension. Currently, Ben Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger in like 2006, he settled just as he is doing and got, I think a total of six games for two allegations. Okay. Yes. But Deshaun Watson currently has 24 on the docket. I'm just saying. I know. That, so that's like eight seasons. And I'm also very cynical of the whole indefinite suspension thing because the NFL has not actually officially said that. That's just the rumor mill. And I'm totally of the mind that that's 100% a PR stunt on the NFL. It's 100% they're putting well, it's out. Well, CYA. That's what it is. It's all it is. Like, I don't think they actually believe that. They're going to do what is the easiest for them um, without losing viewers. By the way, the uh, if you want to know the exact number uh, for the settlement uh, for for one of the 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 Blizzard Activisions, it was eighteen million dollars. I believe the Riot Games one was one hundred fifty million. So, ta-da! Welcome to America. Um, <laughs> um, 
Gosh, this is a very negative show already. Uh, let's go a little bit more negative, shall we? Um, well, unfortunately, that's been the news the last couple of weeks. I know, I know. So, um, uh, there is a game series, a series that has been around, that that is basically wholly in the point-click adventure realm, and that, of course, is Monkey Island. Um, now, uh, Return of Monkey Island was showcased uh, this past Tuesday at the Nintendo Direct Mini Showcase, and... Um, showed a bunch of like, you know, uh, in-game footage and some stuff. And after revealing the gameplay during this uh, event, apparently comments flooded into uh, Ron Gilbert's, uh, that's the mastermind behind it, the Ron Gilbert's personal blog to the point where Ron Gilbert has come out and said, I'm shutting down comments. People are just being mean, and I've, I'm having to delete personal attack comments. It's an amazing game, and everyone on the team is very proud of it. Play it or don't play it, but don't ruin it for everyone else. I won't be posting any more about the game. The joy of sharing has been driven from me. And I, I, I like I like, I like, like the fact that he, he stated this, because this is the truth right here. Play it or don't play it. Don't ruin it for everyone else. That that's I mean that's that's basically another way of saying, don't be a dick. I I understand. Look, the thing is, the the problem was that um, the comment. Yes, some of the comments they they were opinionated, but they revolved around the game, uh, being they didn't like the art style, maybe they didn't like some of the action, but then they started going like personal attacks on Ron, Ron Gilbert. Like why? I you hear this from developers sometimes. I know this was in the first story where it's been like a developer who is understandably kind of lost his shit over people being online idiots. Not that it actually solves the problem, but my recognition is have a moderator. <laughs> like I, I always feel like that's why if I were in that position, I'd be like, I'm not gonna read the comments. Because you know there's going to be people out there who are just um, idiots and almost have like a moderator who screens that for you. Because I don't want to deal with that stuff either. Um, if there's that much toxicity, which unfortunately, you know, you have a blank screen in front of you and people are going to be toxic, is get a moderator to uh, filter all that crap for you. Well, I mean, the thing is like Ron Gilbert, He's one of the OGs, okay? He's, he is. He, the thing is, he thrives on his interaction with uh, with his fans, with the gaming community. He's been, I mean, he's been entrenched in the gaming community. And so I, don't, I, I think that he would actually feel disingenuous if he had someone scre- screen his stuff because he wants to know it all. He wants to know the good, the bad, the ugly. The thing that the... the I, I want to point out this is he has no problem. He has no problem with people, uh, you know, giving your, giving their opinion about the art style or they didn't like the voice acting or something like that. That's fine. That's an opinion that that's, that's a design choice. He can live with that. If you don't like his designs, that's fine. But when you start, you know, like digging into him personally, uh, Okay, Alex says if he wants to know it all, then he can't get sassy about it. I don't think it's that he's getting sassy about it. It's just that he he probably could have put it a different, you know, a, a, a better way. But but when you are here, here's the thing, and I and I will I'm going to speak from the heart here. When you have your passion project, your baby, okay, your uh the the your one creation, or maybe the the next edition in this series of games that you have poured your blood, sweat, and tears into. You get a little touchy. Um, but with Ron, like, I, I just, he, 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 if you hate his game, that's fine. He's cool with that. Fine. Hate his game. But he just, you know, I, you know, when you start poking the bear, uh, let's see here. Uh, thoughts on, what is that? 
Gatecore Balrog over God of War. Corey Balrog. Oh, so there was a announcement that was made um, about the release of um, the release date of um, the new God of War. And I, of course, don't know if I still have that information, the, the actual tweet about it, but they kind of got like all um, up in their feet. Well, it's, it's an up in your feels kind of day. What the hell? I mean, we were up in our feels about, you know, Bobby Cotty getting um, reelected. So sure, why not? Wait, what are we feeling? Uh, there, someone, I think uh, somebody got real bitchy about the uh, the God of War um, release date getting leaked. Oh. The, the days of being able, well, hell, there, there's never been a time in video game history, I think, where, you know, highly anticipated games have not had some sort of leak, be it a release date, be it art, or my favorite is canceled games that disgruntled employees leak shit from because they're like, it could have been good, but these douchebags canned it. When it comes to release dates, I'm that's the last thing I'm going to pay attention to anyways as a gamer. Yeah. Like when a game comes out, cool, great. But really until then, I'm kind of like, meh, I'll just, when it happens, it happens. But I'm not going to worry too much about if it does not, or does happen in the near future. Okay, so um, God of War Ragnarok rumors as of very recently there was a deed release date announced meant planned for Thursday, June 30th, per People Familiar. Recent tweets from Koi Barlog uh, suggest that is no longer happening. Still, as far as I know, the game has not been delayed again. That was a uh, a tweet out. Resident Evil 1.5. Sure, I'm gonna be. I I. It's funny. For for me, I I've gone through several like stints of really needing to play horror games, right? And you would think that Resident Evil would be in my wheelhouse and it probably is but i just i've i've never really sat down and played resident evil um yeah so i i couldn't tell you anything about resident evil i think i played resident evil 4 and that was about it honestly where's the what's what's the resident evil where they're like in like a transylvania like location and there's a dude and you're like it's like you're walking through like an old like town like transylvania looking town like just wooden buildings and there's a dude with a bag uh uh a burlap sack over his head and a huge chainsaw that i think Probably i played that have one. like chainsaws at some point true what is you know try to take what is a mainstream game you refuse to play ever Ooh, ever that's a good question that's a very good question um Call of Duties. <laughs> I mean, I, I I won't waste my money on basically recycled content with a new name. So no more Maddens. I don't play I sports. For me, it's Madden. Not because it's recycled content. I don't care about that. Yeah. I just don't enjoy realistic sports games. I don't find fun at all. Like having to be like precise with your passing or like a, you know, NBA games where it's like dribbling and all that stuff. Like, oh, those type of things. Like, that's not fun to me to be super hyper realistic. It's not an enjoyable game experience versus a game like the old school NFL Blitz game or NBA Jam. Like, more arcadey. Yeah. Like, I love the, I like the arcadey, like boom shakalaka type of games. There, there was a the, game and, and Alex, uh, who's in the audience, right now will back me up on that. There was a series of games called NBA Street, hmm. which was just like out of this world crazy. You can't actually do it. Like it was, I think yeah. it was like three on three, like street ball. Yes. Uh, 
awesome. You know, uh, um, uh, Joel said Joel wants NFL blitz back, and I agree. I fully agree. I, I'm, I'm not. I was going argue. through some old boxes, and I came across. Um, oh dang it! What's that game called? It's the game where like it was like a football type of game, mm-hmm. but like you had to build your roster. You had like different races you could like build them from. Did it was you? like a turn turn based style, like Blood Bowl, or you take a Crush Deluxe. Crush Deluxe, that was it. Oh my yes. God, you found Crush Deluxe. Yeah, I found it on the box. That's yes. us. Oh yeah. man, we played the crap out of that well, game. I know Blood Bowl too. That's a different. There's also like the there's like mutant football too. Yep. I was like not mutant football. Yep. No, it's Crush Deluxe. That's yep. That Crush Deluxe, man. Oh, that's some memories. That's also a very old game. Yes, that was like middle schoolish. Uh, yeah. Maybe high so. school. Maybe I don't remember. Middle school or high school. Definitely back in the day. Yes, I will look it up right now. Let's so I would say that's probably like for me. That I just oh, it's really abandoned wear. What? Crush Deluxe is uh, abandoned wear. Oh well, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes, the red jellies. Fuck those so red jellies. That was one of the teams you had to play. Uh, memories. Uh, but I guess I'm trying to think if there's like, uh, I don't know if they're like, like I said, I think it's just really like the call of duties and, and Madden. I couldn't, I can't play the basketball games. Um, ironically, because I, I play basketball and I don't feel like I can do what I need to do with the controller. Mm, uh, with football, I could kind of, you know, I'll be like, well, I'm never going to be a running back in the NFL. So I could kind you sure of. sure about that? There's still time, Joe. My knees are such crap. And I, I think I would take one hit and I would not get back up. Well, you just need that one shining moment. That one Friday night. I remember uh, when they used to, when the, when 2K Sports was still making, you know, the rivals to all the EA Sports games, they had the the 2K NCAA games and then the 2K football games where you could basically do like a, a road to the Heisman through the college game and then export your char- your your player into the NFL game and have them uh, get drafted, which was pretty That's fucking pretty cool. cool. It was awesome, man. It was awesome. But uh, yeah. And I point and click uh, to to kind of like rotate back real quick. Point and click adventures will always have a special place in my heart because that's really where I got to play a lot of my early PC gaming. Because if my dad played with me, um, uh, or or I helped my dad play like one of the King's Quests or one of the Space Quests that I got to play, I, I got to play games during the week. So point click adventures will always have a, uh, a special part, a uh, place in my, my well, of course, heart. Then you still play them. Hmm. And you still play them today. Yes. I still do play point click adventures. Um, actually I think that was like two or three, uh, early access playthroughs ago, uh, nice. with love from Maddie, Matryoshka. I thought you guys say the- Madagascar. Uh, the the irony curtain was the name of the the irony curtain with love from Matryoshka uh, was a point click adventure. That's a mouthful. Uh, it was it, it looks very much like all the Deponia games uh, by Daylight Entertainment, but uh, irony curtain is not a Daylight Entertainment game. Um, and I am going to rotate all the way back to something that we said at the beginning of the show because I I, I do want to put this out there. Zelis and I are huge fans of uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, music and Final Fantasy games. I, of course, picked up uh, right before our last, actually our last show, I talked about the fact that Final Fantasy VII Remake was finally going to Steam. And of course, I was going on vacation, so I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to buy that while I'm on vacation. As soon as I came back from it, I bought it. I've been playing the shit out of it. And oh my God, is it good. Damn it, yo. Don't tell me that. It's so good. No! It's so good. Ugh. Oh my god, dude! Like, I the 
Are you playing keyboard and mouse or controller? Controller. Well, shit. I have I, I have to. I have to play. I mean, my God, I, I played the I played on the original PlayStation. I, there's no way I'd play keyboard and mouse for Final Fantasy. I'm sorry. Even if it's on That's my fair. PC, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do gamepad. Uh, but the the additional attention to detail and and fleshing out like the characters and and giving the characters more of a personality and they're all spoken dialogue thank you jesus oh it's so good it's so good and of course i talked about it uh i wasn't planning on getting it but now you might make me have to change my sorry Zealous. it's good <laughs> it's really good oh it's good uh clark says this is favorite final fantasy so far you know i don't i yeah final fantasy 7 i will always be i know that there's people out there who will go different numbers um i will fully admit i played one four seven eight ten twelve thirteen and that's it. But um, I know that there's some controversy between four and six because it depends on if you play the Japanese one or the American one because the numbers are different. The games are different because they like swapped them or something. Um, but uh, yeah. I have put in way too much time. Play nine. I... You know what? I think I picked up nine at one point and I was playing a plan and then I, I think I just like, I changed consoles. Mm. And so I ended up not, not playing it. Um, but I will tell you this, uh, eight, I never completed eight simply because I fell in love with the card game. Uh, <laughs> and 10, unless I had to, I stayed the fuck away from jazz ball or wherever the hell is called. So stupid. Which is funny because remember our old buddy Ryan, who I lived with in college. Yep. He was one of those people who like he would max out video games. Mm -hmm. I remember him spending like weeks on Jazz Ball and like nope because in order to like max out whatever character it was that played that the guy who threw the ball, you had to basically max out him in that. I remember Nothing. him doing that so he could like get the ultimate completion. Wait, Clark, you play fourteen? Oh shit. Blitzball, whatever. Jazz oh, Blitzball, Blitzball, what whatever. Yeah. Sorry, I keep thinking about that old school uh, like, Windows game is Jazzball. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Zealys plays uh, 14 as well. I'm also a white mage. That's my main on 14. Well, small world. Um, But yeah, it, 7. I also own uh, the Final Fantasy Spirits Within, which was a very boring-ass movie. Um, and I also own uh, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, and I also own the whatever that Final Fantasy the other Final Fantasy movie was. I think it was I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. But I tried watching, it and unfortunately, I fell asleep. So I have to watch it again to see if it was actually good or not. One way to find out, sir. But to be totally honest with you, any time that you can give me more of Cloud, Aerith. And Sephiroth, I'm down. I will tell you this, though. Aerith's theme song is like my fucking kryptonite. I get teary-eyed every single time I hear it. And you're going to hear clips of it a lot during parts of Final Fantasy VII Remake when you have to deal with Aerith. And I'm like, damn it! I can't do this anymore! But I, yeah. I it's it's all it. Um, I do want to take a quick pause real quick to uh, give a shout out to all those amazing individuals who help Alter Confusion by being patrons and fans of the show. So without further ado, let's do some friends of the show. The first one that we have to give a shout out to, of course, is the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences, a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. 
They make partnerships with local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts that challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. If you want more information, go to IndieCluster.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-C-L-U-S-T-E-R.com. And this man is beyond super duper busy because he knows his shit. And that, of course, is Noodle Boy Media. Noodle Boy Media, founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Wet Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top notch experiences, and quality services. If you want to more, if you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out. Facebook.com slash Noodle Boy Media. This dude seriously goes to like so many conventions. <laughs> uh, he does uh, the Rooster Teeth one. He does Momokind. He does AWA. He does a bunch up in the Carolinas. This man knows his stuff. So if you want, seriously, if you want professional photo shoots or help with panel recordings at conventions, you need Noodle Boy Media. The next shout out that I need to make is for the one and only, the magical Mr. or I should say Dr. Ryan uh, for Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focused to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible and most importantly suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. And finally, the man who helped us out in a in a uh, in a situation that was really weird because someone decided to slap copyright claims on our intro and outro music, and this band came through so he could come through for you, and that, of course, is Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Alter Confusion. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email Josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. Uh... I was just adjusted by uh, Dr. Ryan uh, the beginning of the week. And, of course, we were all, uh, all we could talk about was uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. And uh, he loved it as well. Does it mean your body works now? Yes, yes. He he helped uh, iron out some of those kinks that inevitably happen when you sit in a computer chair for the vast majority of the day. So most of it, you know, uh, yes. shoulder tension and uh, wrists. Um, and then, of course, you know, lower back and whatnot. He knows his stuff, ladies and gentlemen. So you, if you, seriously, if you are in the greater Atlanta area and you want a quality expert chiropractor, you need to go to herochiropractic.com. Now, of course, since we did the Friends of the Show, we let's do some Alter Confusion shout-outs. And the first one, of course, is the one thing that is near and dear to our hearts every single time. That, of course, is Alter Confusion is proud to say that we have been fundraising for, for Extra Life for 11 years straight. Extra Life is actually list, has actually existed for 12 years, so we're one year shy. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best game to help sick and injured children at their their chosen children's miracle network hospital the money that we raise through extra life will go directly to children's health care of atlanta as unrestricted funds this means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Altered Confusion. I think as of right now, Zelius, what what is the goal for Altered Confusion? I want to say that it's either 250 or 300, and I think we're about 300. halfway. 300, halfway to 300, sir. Sweet. 
Uh, and then also, ladies and gentlemen, I know that a lot of people out there are like, but I want to be a friend of the show. Well, let me tell you how to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you. And so we have a patron. Patreon. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, supporters, demigods, aliens, extraterrestrial beings, uh, superheroes, supervillains, antiheroes, and more, to become active participants in the work we love through monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Ladies and gentlemen, the money that we raise helps uh, keep all of our equipment working and also covers the fees for conventions, uh, such as uh, the electric bill for when we went to Momocon, which I believe was $179 for those four days. Uh, but anyways, uh, currently we on Patreon, we have two levels. There's the $1 a month level or $12 a year, and that basically gives you access to the early access playthroughs as well as the ability to participate in patron-only posts. If you decide to get a little spicy and do the $5 a month or $60 a year, not only do you gain everything at that $1 level, but you also gain your name or organization uh, will be added to the to the Friends of the Show section of every single Thursday night hangout. So, if you'd like to become a patron today, go to patreon.com slash alterconfusion. Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. And of course, slash altered confusion, all one word. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like there was another story that I had to t tell you about. And I, oh, yes. It sounded like you had something going on in that mind. I can see the hamster turning, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So here is the big question that I have to ask everyone. There's a big question. If you have an established franchise that spans over 30 years, okay, and this and the characters have sounded, thank you, Clark. Clark has just become a patron. Boom, bitches. Um, uh, oh, I will. Oh, I will. Um, so, okay. So, you have a beloved franchise. Been around for over 30 years. The characters, uh, you know, you've, you've, gro you've grown with these characters. And now they're going to make a movie, an animated movie of it. And they've chosen a an individual who... Uh, wants to put his own spin on the voice of the main character. Here is what I'm trying to get at. Chris Pratt is going to be the voice of Mario. Yes. I knew you were going at something very Mario specific. Mario or Mario Mario. Uh, he has quoted said, I worked really closely with the directors on trying out a few things and landed on something that I'm really proud of and can't wait for people to see and hear. I'm providing a voice for an animated character and is, and it is updated on unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world before. Is that what you want to hear when you think about your favorite red, uh, uh, overalled fat plumber? I think it depends. Like, if he's keeping in the theme of the enthusiastic same like Italian accent that they've been using, I could go for it. But if he goes out something crazy, all of a sudden it's like a random like deep southern drawl or just some kind of batshit crazy accent, then no. So it depends what is he doing with it. Um because part of Mario is like, it was iconic, right? Like his, I'm not even trying to emulate it because I'm not that cool. But like just the way that Mario talks and is, you know, the way he does it, it's iconic. I mean, you hear Mario and people don't even know who Mario is, know who it is. When you hear like that noise from him, right? So that's how I kind of feel about that. Um Versus someone like Sonic, because you think about Sonic, right? Yeah. Where you never really had his that voice. iconic 
voice for right. Sonic, right? Mm-hmm. You can make that up as you go along, and that's fine, right? Because it's Sonic. You can do kind of crazy, weird stuff. But that, you know, Mario sound, that's what made Mario who he is. So I'd be more of a fan of almost like doing that with Luigi. Because it's like, yeah, who cares about Luigi, right? But Mario, like he has, he's Mario. And I hope they don't totally throw that out on left field. So Charles Martinet is the voice of Mario for the video games. He's been doing it since 1986. Um. So we actually went to a Dragon Con a couple, the first, the last one before COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, the buddies I went with, they were actually Mario and Luigi, and he was at the Walk of Fame at um, Dragon Con, and he was so excited to see them because, like, you know, normally you go there and they charge like five, ten, fifteen bucks, whatever it is, to get your like twenty five dollars. Yep. It depends who it, I don't think he was trying. Whatever it is, I don't no, know. No, no, no. He, he, he's actually reasonable. But there are some people like, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a 25 Lord with Mary. a picture. Uh, Whatever he was going to charge because they were like Mario and Luigi. And they're also very like they had fun with it. He didn't charge them anything because it was like this is like a fan service because you're Mario. Yeah. Doing it. And he just did it for free with them and had like a whole like conversation, even though people were waiting in line. So just like that small interaction seemed like he was a pretty dang cool guy. Yeah. No, no. I here here's the thing. I I have I, I will be totally honest with you. I I'm having a hard time with someone saying that they're gonna give a new fresh spin to the Mario voice. Okay. Cause this that that's my child. I, we I we grew up with Mario. Okay. In my mind, I know what the voice sounds like. Uh, I know that, you know, with cartoons as we were growing up, there there have been many, many, many. There there's been a, there's been rollover with a lot of the the cartoons we've grown up with, and the thing is that the new voice actors, for the majority of of the examples, try to keep it as is. You know, because there's been many. There's been several different voices, voice actors for characters like uh, Mickey Mouse, Goofy, uh, Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny, um, to name a few. You know, but at the same time, when the torch has been passed, they've tried to keep it, you know, in line. So people are like, that's not Bugs Bunny. Even like you think about it, even like you take the characters you actually just were mentioning Mm -hmm. and you play Kingdom Hearts, right? Yeah. Even Kingdom Hearts, which is a video game. Obviously, it's not the same original voice actors, but they still obviously keeping with the same spirit of like kind of the diction and what they're going for with that character. And I guess that's what I'm talking about. Like, yes, it's a different person. That's fine. I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with that, but it's not like all of a sudden they had Goofy sounding like a cat or a kangaroo or something totally random, which is what it makes it sound like what Chris Pratt is doing, where he just wants to completely change the identity of the character. Um, you know, video game players, I mean, they're very passionate about their characters. Uh, I think that could be, especially after how terrible the old Mario movie was, uh, that's asking for trouble, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm looking up real quick. I'm trying to see if the the American voice actors were the same. Um, I'm trying to f- hold on. See here if I can find this. I'm trying to do this as fast as I can here. I'm looking through IMDb to try to cross-reference as it were um let's see here here's the guy who oh yeah okay so they got basically they found they grabbed the voice a lot of the voice actors that were the cartoon voice actors and put them in the video game which in my mind that's what you're supposed to do yeah, I could see that. Um, I don't know. I 
we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, I thought Sonic was going to suck. And it would have sucked with ugly Sonic. We'll see what happens. So it, you never know. It could work out. But and here's my problem, too. Honestly, I'm not a big Chris Pratt fan in general. Um, even in Guardians of the Galaxy, which are good movies, I wouldn't call them great. They're good movies, but it's not really like it's not like Chris Pratt carried the movies. There was a really good script, good dialogue. The other supporting cast was great. Um, honestly, like some characters, like you know Thor and Captain America, and obviously um, Iron, Iron Man. Man, like. Those leading actors are iconic now because of those roles. Whereas to me, Star-Lord, meh, that honestly could have been anyone. And I don't think anybody would have honestly cared. You know what I mean? Like, no, Well, I mean, that's that was the point, like, was that they chose, you know, like a, a little known one to kind of add some spice where they could have a little bit more freedom. But I, 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 I understand where you're coming from. I think you, you're right that you could have put any anybody in that position and uh, or anybody in that role though he did I, in my opinion he did a okay job I mean a pretty good job uh, and I think we lost Zelia so the, I, either that or he is one hell of a, a great um there he is my st- my here there yep you're back now well, that's the thing is, I don't think Chris Kratz that good of an like he's an okay actor, but he's nothing special. Right? No, I no, mean, but he felt uh, he had that arrogant kind of goofy, silly guy. I mean, you can't you could never take Skylord seriously. Um, you just couldn't. I mean, you're not supposed to. Yeah. So, uh, and and looking for but going back to the voice acting thing, looking further into the original Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Jim Cummings was the voice of uh, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. He is the voice of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. Uh, Bill Farmer, who was at Momocon, is indeed the voice of Goofy, and he was the voice of Goofy in this. So, wow, I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, they had hell. They got, and even though it was a very small part, Iago, the parrot from Aladdin, uh, Gilbert Godfrey actually did the Iago voice lines or lines for the video game. Well, there you go. So, in my opinion, that's the way to do it. I'm sorry, but uh, as Zeely stated, be- because Sonic, yes, there was a cartoon, but it was, you know, you Sonic really never talked like in the video games as much as Mario did. So, you really didn't have like that that dead set voice in your head. Whereas Mario, yeah. Anyways. Um, well, most people honestly know Sonic is the weird, spinny, blue guy. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, he doesn't really have much of an identity other than being blue. He's the lightning blue rat guy from Sega, right? And most kids don't even know what Sega is anymore. Yep, they keep closing up shop. Yeah. Speaking of closing up shop, let's talk about the fact that Niantic, a, a company that was definitely... Going like skyrocketing through the the uh, the sky when they were able to sign the Pokemon Go deal, uh, has now uh, really hit a hard time. They're canceling projects left and right. They're cutting uh, staff. Um, they of course have. They've basically Pokemon Go has surpassed six billion dollars in global lifetime spending uh, across the App Store and the and Google Play Store. Um, they were planning to do a, um, a Transformers game, uh, and that has been canceled. Uh, they've got they had like four other projects that they canceled, um, and of course, for those who may have tried it out, there was the the Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Uh, they actually shuttered that one this past January. I briefly uh, tried it. I tried it, but it just got so repetitive. Like Pokemon Go, there was always, there's like, like an extra level to that in comparison to the Harry Potter thing. The Harry Potter thing was kind of cool, but that that branch, that brand new shiny feeling, definitely wore off a lot faster than Pokemon Go. 
I but but and and just for full disclosure, I I think I stopped playing the Harry Potter game within three months of it being released in the Pokemon Go game. I think I picked it up a couple times when there was like some big event that you know was like sponsored or some buddies wanted to do it. I jumped back in the in for like a second and then dropped it. My oldest brother still plays it like all the time. Whenever I'm out with him, like mm-hmm. for a beer or something, mm-hmm. he's sitting there doo, 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 doing his tap thing. So people still definitely play it. I wonder what was the other game? There was a game before Pokemon Go that, but really uh, got. Um, um, yeah, it was almost like the play test Ingress? for Pokemon. Is it? Is that what it's called? Something like Ingress? that. Yeah, it was like the first game. It was kind of the first like. They made an anime on it. What's that? They made an anime about it. I didn't know that. It's on Netflix. Hmm. Speaking of Netflix and animes, uh, there's two animes that came out recently. Um, There's the anime Spriggan, which I have the movie, and I thought that they were just releasing the movie. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll jump on that. I started watching I'm like, wait, six episodes? But it was a movie. And I think it was the second episode was actually more centered around what the movie is about and then what just came out is bastard with two exclamation marks uh that's a shout from the past for zealous and i anime where it is a um uh and of course it's like swords uh giants demons all that stuff and trapped in a an innocent young man's body is the the darkest most powerful sorcerer ever, Dark Schneider. Too? Huh? Was he a farmer also? No. No oh. one. No. Dark they Schneider. Get, they didn't get every single trope then. Yeah, but he can only be summoned from this this innocent youth's um body by a ma- a virgin maiden's kiss. Of course. And and, and it's basically what did they 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 had an exact way to describe it, and and it's it's spot on, but it is, it's kind of funny how they they put it. Let's see if I can find it. I think it's called like. Have you, have you watched Bastard at all yet? I watched the first two episodes. Any good? Oh yeah. Um, mm. uh, damn it! I was hoping. I may have to check it out. I'm trying to uh, let me see if I can pull up on my phone real quick. Uh, dark, exciting. Uh oh, sorry, sorry. Heavy metal, dark fantasy. It's good. Let's just leave it at that. But um, going back to, uh, yeah, Niantic, um, they cut 90 jobs, which is a shit ton of jobs for a developer, for a mobile developer. I don't remember what the percentage of uh, that. I mean, did they just basically keep on writing the Pokemon Go um, gravy trade at this point and looking for all it's worth yeah that that i don't know um i'm I'm trying to see if i can find out if what other games they cut um i don't know if the they, they really described it besides the uh um the transformer one uh no Anyways, um, but to be honest with you, it, it's it's one of those, it's it's the the reality of the the world we live in. You get a hot item, and you and you try to replicate it with other properties. Um, the the thing that always comes to mind for me will be Telltale Games and mm. their episodic releases. Now, of course, it's not the uh, Niantic is AR, which is uh. Uh, augmented reality. Augment, thank you. Augmented reality versus uh, Telltale, which was uh, episodic content. But still, they, you know, Telltale was like the king for a good chunk of time. And then they took out too many projects and they got weighed down because they wanted to do so many different things uh, that they unfortunately had to close. And Niantic, I'm not saying the Niantic is closing, but because they still could ride that Pokemon Go pony into the sky. Um, 
but still that's what that's what telltale's missing they didn't do a point and click adventure for pokemon well at that time nintendo and the pokemon company were were keeping everything strictly on nintendo uh, it wasn't until Nintendo started putting their Mario games on the mobile that the Pokemon sure. um, that the Pokemon franchise was able to sneak onto mobile. Yeah, and that's it. It seemed to work out. Yes. Oh, I was going to look up. Wait, the cancel projects for Niantic included a Transformer game called Heavy Metal and Hamlet. What? Huh. The Transformers game was called Heavy Metal and Hamlet. I mean, Heavy Metal and Transformers makes sense. I don't know what Hamlet, Hamlet has. Yeah, like Shakespeare in the Park with Transformers. Okay, sure, why not? There you go. A little maybe it'll be a mashup. I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to see if Ingress. The, the other game is still... It's still like a thing? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's shut down, so... No, from what I see, you can still play it. I never understood it. And then it's the anime just made it convoluted as well, so... Apparently, you pick a side. Yes, you, you do. You lightened or the resistance. Yeah, it, it's weird. I, I never, like... Like the actions and shit that you could do just never really made sense to me. I mean, I probably could have like really dug dug into it to to truly figure out what the hell is going on. But I'm sorry if if I can't pick up a game and figure it out in twenty thirty minutes, then I ain't gonna play it. Maybe you just need to open your brain a little bit and allow some of the ingressing of technology into your brain. No, thank you. Ah. That's all I got. I got nothing else. I did get a recommendation, though. Unfortunately, this recommendation came in just before or just after I started playing Final Fantasy VII. But there is a game on, I think it's at least on the Switch and on the PC, I think. Neon. Oh, crap. Now, of course, I'm going to forget the uh, Nintendo Switch. Switch. Neon. Of course, that's not going to work because it's going to show me neon controllers. God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, Have you seen these new silicon? Neon White. Neon White is a game that I need to check out afterwards. You can watch Ingress on YouTube, actually. What, the anime? Yeah. Right on. Who knows? Well, actually, maybe not. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, did I, was there one more story? I apologize. I'm, my brain's still... Oh, yes. We talked uh, two weeks ago about the fact that uh, uh, the Google AI has gained sentience. Oh, yeah. Isn't that exciting? And, uh, and today, we just want to briefly talk about the other AI research organization called OpenAI. Um, this artificial intelligence, after watching 70,000 hours of YouTube videos um, where it was just um, individuals playing Minecraft, uh, their AI can play Minecraft at the level of most characters and even surpass some some players. Uh, now, of course, I do want to point out that it wasn't just um, them watching videos. There was also someone had to um, interpret all of the um, the button, uh, the the key mapping for all the actions that were happening on the screen, so that the AI can learn. They couldn't just watch. They they needed additional feedback so that they knew, you know, a and up and down and all the other. Well, that's These. not true AI. I'm disappointed. Well, once that was inputted, then uh, then the AI could literally just play any game of Minecraft. 
So is sentience is still dependent on us lowly humans. Yes. Oh, speaking of which, um, not sentient, well, AI, apparently there's, um, there's a couple of AI uh, bots out there who are like art creators now. And it's interesting because they are, it shows the, the bias. If you tell the AI to draw a nurse, it will create a, a female with a stethoscope around their neck. Uh, but if you say draw a CEO, it is a white older gentleman and a suit. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Even the ones and zeros have biases. Well, it's because they're compiling all the, the the images online. And the vast majority, if you were to do an image search, the vast majority of nurses would probably turn out to be female. And CEOs, and most pictures of, of CEOs, even stock footage, is going to be a, a white, older male. <laughs> So, anyways, all right, ladies and gentlemen, um, that is all the topics we have for this evening. Um, if you would like to add a topic, or if you have a topic you would like to put into the next show, just hit us up on any of our social media uh, platforms, and we will add it to the next show. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie. And Zillia, it's been a pleasure giving everything to come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.